We all owe them, but very few of us know them. They are the men and women of our military and first responder communities. And these are their stories. American Warrior Radio is on the air. Welcome to American Warrior Radio, ladies and gentlemen. This is your host, Ben Bueller Garcia. We're broadcasting from the Silencer Central studios. Visit silencercentral.com to find out if buying and owning a silencer is legal in your state. If so, they'll help you select the right suppressor for your weapon, handle the paperwork, and deliver it right to your front door when approved. One of the most powerful remote broadcasts we ever did was with a gold star mother named Marsha Moon. Martha's son was an outstanding local athlete. He received a scholarship to play for one of the top Division I baseball programs in the country, and he was a first-round draft pick for the Atlanta Braves. However, Chris chose to forgo a baseball career instead to serve our nation. He became an Army sniper. On July 13, 2010, he succumbed to wounds received while serving in Afghanistan. Chris was just one of the veterans that was being honored that morning during the National Wreaths Across America Day. Following the broadcast, Laura and I laid wreaths at 12 graves and recited the name of each veteran buried there. This year, Wreaths Across America Day will be held on December 16th in cemeteries all across the country and even some places around the world. To tell you more, we're privileged to have the executive director and co-founder of Wreaths Across America joining us. Karen Wooster, welcome to American Warrior Radio. Thank you for having me, sir. It's truly a privilege, Karen. i got to tell you, this is one of my... You know, I, I want to say it's one of my favorite events, but it's not because it's somber. But it's great because you're honoring these veterans and reciting their names. And just, I got to tell you, when I go out there and I see children and entire families participating in the event, it just it warms my heart. Absolutely. And Read Across America's mission is to remember the fallen, honor those that serve. But most importantly, in my mind, is to teach the next generation the cost of freedom and honestly, kind of. A freedom even is, it's not a given. So it's really important that we do include the kids when we have these ceremonies and throughout the year. And I tell you, when I talk to people about this this project, uh, I say, okay, you know, when you go, you lay the wreath and then repeat the name. I mean, say it out loud. Recognize that soldier, airman or sailor or marine or coaster, or wherever they might be. But then write it down. And you know what? Go home and, and Google them. It's amazing some of the things you might find about these people and, and, and their lives and service to our country. Now, your family owns the Worcester Wreath Company, and this all began, as I understand it, Karen, in 1992 when you donated 5,000 wreaths to be placed at the National Cemetery in Arlington, Virginia. Yep, that's a main term. Yep, I was sorry. It actually started just that we didn't, we didn't just say, you know, what a great idea this would be. We actually had some wreaths left over been in the mail order wreath business for many, many years, and we had a surplus of wreaths. And my husband actually intentionally wanted to do something that would be meaningful to the kids and and meaningful to somebody else. And he recalled being at Arlington. He had won a trip there as a paper boy when he was 12 years old, which was a very long time ago. Um, but he remembered even at 12 being really taken with the vastness and the somberness of Arlington National Cemetery. So he, he thought maybe we could take these with a couple of the kids and place them on the graves to show our gratitude for what we have, how the opportunity we have to live free. So he got all the local politician, and we honestly, they, they called ahead to Arlington. We were shocked when we got permission to go there, but it was so impactful to our family that we just continued to do it from 1992 until 2005 when a Pentagon photographer got a picture of the reason the snow, uh, put it on the Pentagon website, 
and it went viral. And uh, from there, listening to the families, the veterans, the Gold Staff families, they helped us shape and evolve the 501c3 that is Bridge Across America. Now, are either you or your husband veterans, Karen? No, my husband was actually in college during Vietnam. And uh, but he's always been such a patriot, and he's always really appreciated being able to work. He actually was he came from a very poor farm family, and he just always worked and appreciated that opportunity, and wanted our kids to know that that we're just very lucky that we do have that opportunity. So it's just something that he believed in. So that photo, and I'll put this up in the show notes on our website, it, it truly is a powerful photo, and it's, it's just it's somber and beautiful all at the same time. So was that then sort of your aha moment when you said, so for example, in, in my case, I, I never served, so I consider it my duty to support those who, who do and have, and that's why I do the radio show. And several years into doing this, I was compelled to say, well, Ben, if you really believe that mission, you need to get these messages to as many ears as possible, and that's what started our, our expansion to national syndication. Was there sort of an aha moment for you and your husband sitting across the kitchen table as well when it came to the Reese Across America project? Kind of were. I think there were two. Like when he first went with the Reese and they started saying the names because you couldn't help it. Like mm-hmm. they place a Reese and they were in the section 27, which is the oldest, the Civil War section. Yeah, you couldn't help seeing these names, and when you see the names, sometimes it would say the age, sometimes not, and you just wonder about the people, and it it just made it so real to them that you know they do they would the kids would come home and they try to find out more information about people and all that. So we knew that it was important to us. We knew that the people cared about what we're doing, but we still did it for almost 15 years as a family. When other people started finding out, then when they started calling us and we started getting all these calls from families, from gold fat families, from active duty, from veterans and saying, is this true? Can we participate and all that? And then I think for us, then we realized how important it was. And we actually were told there was an old gentleman who I think it was the military out of the World War. He called and wanted to know if he could come to Maine, youth from New Jersey, wanted to take us out to lunch. And and this was before there was even a 501c3 when they had just found out about it. And we sat at the table with him and he said, you know, what are you doing? We said, well, we were just saying thank you. And he told us, he said, you know, for whatever reason, you have the attention of a lot of people right now. Talk about the veterans, talk about the needs, and talk about the kids. And so for us, that was that moment that maybe there's something we need to do and even forming of our mission statement, we got from listening, listening to the families, listening to the veterans. So we get a lot of credit as a family. But honestly, we knew what it meant to us. But then as we started listening to what it meant to the people with skin in the game, that really helped us form the mission and stick to the mission. Because when you spend time with these families, you realize how important it is not just to remember, but how important it is to the next generation that we teach stories. We teach about the character of the American military, the character of our country, mm-hmm. and we teach them responsibility because, you know, it's freedom is not bought and paid for. There are people out there still fighting for our freedom, and kids have to understand that with freedom comes responsibility. And i got to tell you, Karen, that experience I started the program, the beginning of the program off with was, it was so humbling. It was a cold slap in the face to be standing there at Christopher Moon's headstone with his mother. 
and looking down at this young man saying, I mean, he could have played professional baseball. He was set. But instead, he chose to, to be a different kind of warrior and to serve our country. And he, you know, he affirmed that oath in his own blood. And I think that that's, that's one thing I love about your, your initiative is, is really the education of this, these next generations and, and what you're doing to, to emphasize that. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. To the country. And one of my mentors is Roger Donlin, who was the first Medal of Honor recipient for the Vietnam War. And he received his medal way back then. So he's had it for 50, 60 years. And, uh, I asked him a few years ago, Roger, what's the most important thing that this organization can do? And he didn't bat an eye. He said, we need to teach the kids to love our country again. They have to understand what's worth fighting for. What is so important that this country represents that it's worth laying down your life for? And I think we teach kids now to stand up for their freedoms and demand their freedoms and their rights, but we don't teach them the real aspect of with freedom comes responsibility. And we hope to do that through sharing these stories of these young men and women. Well, and, and where, where their ability to exercise those freedoms actually come from. We had a, a 99-year-old World War II veteran on the show recently, and, and bless his heart, that was 100% of his mission now, was he wants to get out in schools and talk to these, you know, these next generations about the sacrifices that his generation made so that they could live safe and free at home. Karen, we come back, I want to talk about last year, 2.7 million reefs placed across the country at 3,702 locations. And when we come back, I'd like to have you share with our listeners, inform them about what you've got coming up here this year and uh, how they can help. And I'll delve a little bit more into your mission as well. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your host, Ben Bieler Garcia. We're talking with Karen Wooster, the executive director and co-founder of Reefs Across America. We'll be right back. Welcome back to American Warrior Radio, ladies and gentlemen. This is Ben Bueller Garcia. We're talking with Karen Wooster. She is the executive director and co-founder of Reese Across America. Reese National Reese Across America Day is coming up December 16th, all across the country. And I got to tell you, this this group gets my personal endorsement. Lauren and I regularly go out and participate on in the wreath lanes in our local community, and it's just such a a powerful, powerful experience. Karen, I'd mentioned last year, 2.7 million wreaths. At 3,702 locations, that's a ton. What have you got planned coming up this year on December 16th? Well, it looks like we might break the 3 million reef mark, and uh, we know for a fact that we have over 4,000 locations. We also have over 6,000 sponsorship groups. The sponsorship group, what they do is they go out in the local community to get reef sponsored for the local veterans' graves. But the other thing that Reese Across America does, and it's part of our mission to, to remember on a teach, is that we work together with these groups to put some funding back into local communities to help with their charitable causes, many of which are for veterans. And how that works for each $17 sponsorship that places a wreath and supports that teach mission, our radio station, our uh, curriculums, our MEE trailer that travels all over. So you place a wreath. You support the rest of the mission, but $5 of that 17 goes back into local community 501c3s. And for instance, we work with groups as large as Gary East Foundation or as small as a local Girl Scout group who might be trying to, you know, raise funds for a guide dog for a local veteran. And to date, our organization has actually given $22 million back into 
local civic groups to help with those causes. So if people wonder what we do year-round and what we do besides just place and breathe, those are some of the things that we do year-round. So we really encourage people to get involved because it is something that we do not just during the holiday season, but year-round is an opportunity to honor and remember. And I'm so glad you brought that up because just frankly, just the logistics of having this many wreaths laid at that many locations all across the country is a full-time, year-long job. But I want to talk a little bit later about some of the other things that Wreaths Across America does, so I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. And, folks, if you go to wreathsacrossamerica.org, you can find out more about this great organization. You can sponsor a wreath there. As Karen mentioned, they're only $17 a wreath. You could even sign that to your local community or wherever you want to go. There's lots of options available there. So I encourage you to check out wreathsacrossamerica.org. I, I mentioned those numbers, Karen, and to me, having cut my teeth in the nonprofit world, the jet fuel of any good nonprofit organization are the volunteers. How many volunteers do you have across the country to pull this thing off? We have about 3 million volunteers, but my favorite caveat is that about a third of them are kids, and I find that very exciting. And and you're so right about volunteerism. Every one of over 4,100 locations has a community location coordinator, and they make the decision, yes, we want to bring Reese across America here. And then they go about, you know, helping get the local sponsorship. They have fantastic ceremonies all across the country. They just get it right. We have just a few guidelines. We ask that it's non-political. We ask that it's all-inclusive and that it stays in line with the mission to remember, honor, and teach. And people just do so much. And at the busiest time of the year, to take time out. And I think it means so much. For me, I, I go to Arlington each year. This will be the 32nd trip that my family's made to Arlington. But every one of these cemeteries has those stories. They have those local veterans. They have those local families who, you know, have somebody in the, in the family serving in a way during the holidays. But it's all about that. It's all about the volunteerism of the trucking industry. More than 90% of 3.1 million reads, or however many we reach this year, will go into trucks that are being offered up from large organizations, large trucking companies, to owner-operators who are really making a real sacrifice to come all the way to Maine to get a load of reads to take back to their local community. So everybody gives from what they have. And, and on top of everything else, the volunteerism, the patriotism, it's a really good lesson for kids to see with people giving from what they have and all working together for a greater good. That's all good stuff. Yeah, Karen, I'm glad you brought that up. Not all of us are going to be Gary Sinises. God bless him for what he's doing. But, again, just talking about that, just people can visualize these reefs are all coming out of the furthest northeast corner of our nation, and these are truck divers who are volunteering to do this. And, I, again, last year, 644 truckloads. And now is somebody helping them with the fuel, too, or are they taking that out of their own pockets? Or? Yeah, some, in some cases they do. We have some sponsors that are giving us fuel cards to help other people that would like to come but can't do it because of the fuel. So it's just everybody working together. And even the logistics, you know, a great example, we, we have coming into this little community, way more trucks coming in than we have people in my little community. <laughs> uh, but the founding family put together a, a truck stop that it literally has showers and TV and place they can wait while they get loaded. But Tyson's Foods comes in, they send in their cook crew, and over the next couple of weeks as they're loading these trucks, 
they'll feed 2,500 meals out to these drivers as they come in. And I, I just think it's so great. It's, it's such an opportunity for people to give from what they have. And uh, I just love it. It's, it's a lot of work. It's very crazy. Uh, the logistics piece, to give you an idea, we will do about 50%, a little over, of our sponsorships will come in in the next week. And that's a lot because we don't know where these rigs are going or who they are, and they have to come into this little office <laughs> and be sorted and processed. They've got not the truck to get where they're going to be by December 16th. So I will tell you the North Pole hasn't got anything on Columbia Falls Lane right now because we are busy people. <laughs> and it sounds like it's a community-wide effort. I'm just, I, again, in my mind's eye, I'm picturing how long it takes to get from Columbia Falls, Maine to San Diego, California. I'm trying to think of, you know, that's probably the furthest straight line. Interestingly enough, again, people giving what they have, we have intermodal. We have some rays that have already gone on a, on rail and gone out. We have cross docks. We have people who all, like out west and close to the west coast, have volunteered uh, cold storage. So these rays can go out a little ahead of time and go into cold storage and and then be a shorter delivery route out there. And then we even have logistics companies that, that help us put together the logistics. And you can imagine the spreadsheets and the, all of these things flying around here that, to make it happen. And we have a delivery rate that's as good as Amazon. It's actually less than 1% of failed delivery, and that's usually because of weather. So when people are vested in something they believe in, things happen. And we all believe in this country. I mean, you know, I don't care what people say, and patriotism is alive and well, and we see it every single day with uh, all these locations, everybody coming together. It's uh, it, it's just it's heartwarming. It's a lot of hard work, but it's heartwarming for everybody involved. Karen, when we come back, I want to delve more into the mission of Wreaths Across America and your three pillars there, because I think it's very important that people understand the why behind this. Ladies and gentlemen, please visit wreathacrossamerica.org. You can sponsor a wreath right now or two or ten, uh, whatever like you'd like to do. And, in fact, I'd like to encourage you, if there isn't a program in your community, we're going to talk about how you can get involved in that and uh, creating a program in your local community. Don't forget, you can find this podcast and over 500 others at AmericanWarriorRadio.com. You can also stream this program on your favorite platform, wherever you might be. Stick around. We'll be right back. Welcome back to American Warrior Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Ben Bureau Garcia. We're coming to you from the Silencer Central Studios. Visit silencercentral.com to find out if buying and owning a silencer is legal in your state. They will help you select the right suppressor for your weapon, handle the paperwork, and deliver it right to your front door. Silence made simple at silencecentral.com. We're talking with Karen Wooster. She is the executive director and co-founder of Wreaths Across America. And this is, uh, Karen, even preparing for the show and uh, after talking to you, I just... I had a hard time wrapping my mind around just what a huge endeavor this is that you and your staff and all the volunteers across the country engage in. I want to talk a little bit about the mission because that's something else you mentioned that is very powerful that folks understand that 
the underpinnings of what Wreaths Across America does is not just around the holidays. This is something you're you're doing all year long, and there's there's three basic pillars, remembering the fallen, honoring those that serve, and educating, teaching the next generation the value of freedom. Let's talk a little bit about that. You talked when this first thing first started, your family got 5,000 wreaths from Maine down to Arlington, Virginia, to the National Cemetery, and these are places, I understand it, in one of the older areas of the of the cemetery where older veterans, you know, maybe Civil War, and people you know, just weren't getting very many visits anymore. I don't do math in public, but that's about 700 miles. <laughs> yeah, roughly. I'll tell you, it's, it's so funny how things evolved because they used to just take the 5,000 rings and drive right down and right back. But as the mission evolved, it, and actually was in 2006, the first time it's happened before it was even a 501c3, we got so many calls of people saying, well, on your way to Allenton, could you stop here? Could you stop there? Could you stop at our school? And that sort of thing. So that kind of started developing a lot of what the mission was. We we just, as I mentioned before, we listen to what people say. Now we take a full week. A lot of people don't know this, but we do what's called the world's longest veterans parade from Maine to Allenton National Cemetery. And in that parade, we'll have about 30 Gold Star families. We have veterans. Uh, we have LEOs. We have kids. We have Civil Air Patrol members who go, and we have um, reporters that work for our radio station and others who get to interact with the people on the convoy. And we'll stop. There's about 150 of us on the convoy. Well, we'll stop in communities, and the whole community will turn out to share their stories and be part of what we, we're doing. And they want to remember their local veterans. So mm-hmm. um, it's just amazing the opportunity that Reads Across America brings out to remember, and that's to remember the sacrifice. And we work all year long. We have a lot of different programs that we do. We have our Remembrance program. It's an absolutely free program. And that started just, again, as a gift that my husband wanted to give to a couple of Goldstaff families that loved to come to Maine and go out in the woods. So he had a dog tag made with their loved one's name on it, and he took them out on all the acreage and said, you pick a tree, any tree, and we'll put your loved one's dog tag on that tree, and that's your tree. And every third year, the tips will be harvested from that tree and woven into wreaths that will go on another veteran's grave. So we did that for those two people, and those two people had very big mouths because they told everybody. <laughs> and now there are over 16,000 dog tags hanging in the branches of the tree where the balsam is harvested to go to these veterans' graves. So most of the teaching things we do come from interactions, from working with these other families, and telling us how we can make it a personal piece of education. And that's what's so important. It's so important to these families that we remember their loved ones, we remember their service, and that we keep their names and their stories alive. And we do that. Um, You mentioned saying the names. We believe that a person dies twice. Mm -hmm. The first time when their heart starts beating and life wings their body. But the very last time is when the name is mentioned for the very last time. So you imagine on December 16th, as we lay over three million reeds, those names will be lifted up, and what joy that brings those gold staff families. I was visiting uh, an army post here and, and close to my home, and uh, it's very historic. It was the the home of the world famous Buffalo Soldiers, and in their cemetery, there there's some headstones of the Indian scouts 
that served with the Buffalo Soldiers, and it's it's interesting. You know, some of them would only have one anglicized name, and I think this one scout's name was English name was Breddo or something odd like that, and he had passed in the late 1800s, and there was a teddy bear sitting next to his headstone, and it just struck me after all these years, somebody came out. And I don't know if it's a family member several generations later who it was, but somebody came out and, and placed that little remembrance on their headstone. And, and I, I can agree with you more that you know, just recite these names. You don't have to know them, but just recite the names so they're, they're never, they never have that second death. Ben gets one dumb question every show, and you kind of answered that for me. You're not actually harvesting the trees. You're just harvesting the tips of the trees, and those regrow over the years? Yeah, it takes, and it, they regenerate. It takes about three years to get back. And I, for clarity, I want to, so people understand, because Worcester Reeds Company is the vendor of Reeds Across America, the 501c3 right now. And that happens to be the founding family's company. But as a 501c3, every third year, there also is an RFP that's put out by a third party that comes in. And they use the same standards that they do for uh, looking for bids for military contracts. And so it's not a given that it will always be the Worcester Company that's doing the raise to this date. They have been awarded the bid to a bid process. So if somebody is listening that has an interest in that, then that they might be interested in, that bid process is all on their reasacrossamerica.org website. So for now, the, the raise I made here in Maine, my husband's land is a little different. He doesn't plant trees. His land is what they call cutover woodland, a lot of the land that he's purchased over the years, the hardwood taken off by lumber companies, and he cultivates the balsam. They're not Christmas trees. They are grown specifically for cutting the tips to make into wreaths. So they take about a foot of the growth off to weave into the bulbs, into the boughs of the wreath. Um, so it's fascinating to see and a lot of work, and it's been very busy here since about the middle of October. Yeah, but these have to be live wreaths, right? That's that's a, yes. a yes. foundational element. And I'll tell you why. It's because they're not decorations, and we can't stress that enough. Most of our wreaths, we have we have come from one person writing that check to make sure that their loved one gets that gift from them. And it's a special gift that we're delivering and saying the name. It's not a decoration that you take and put it away at the end of the year. We want people to renew the commitment every year, to be part of this every year, to make sure that people are going every year to place this fresh green wreath. And, you know, a long time ago, we stopped at an event, and this woman, she actually worked at the governor's office at the time here in May. She was a gold-down mom. And she told a story about she left the uh, governor's mansion, the governor's office, and she went to the state cemetery there in Augusta, and she kind of was in a zone, you know, how we get so used to traveling the same path, blah, blah, blah. And, and she drove to the cemetery. She got out, and she walked into the cemetery. The reeds had already been laid, but she didn't even really notice. And she got to her son's grave, and she went down on her knees, and there was this live, fresh wreath. Mm-hmm. And she said she started to cry because the harshness of that cold stone where she was going to see her son for the holiday and then to see this symbol, the symbol of hope and eternity and, and sacrifice and just the fact that somebody cared enough to place that wreath and the thought for her that long after she's gone, somebody will still come there, 
please brush greens and say the name. And she she left me in tears. That's the meaning, you know, that the evergreen is longevity. It stands for so many things. And it's just a very special gift. Very, very well spoken, Karen. I just, now, do you have groups of volunteers that then go out and, and collect the reeves? Or is that the responsibility of the cemetery? Oh, you mean to clean them up Correct. afterwards? We call that military term reeves out. <laughs> and um, shocking that now the only one I've ever been involved with, and all over the country, people, they, they try to be very responsible in how they dispose of them. We, we try to uh, recycle as much as they can. Um, the reeves from Arlington are actually burned for fuel. But at Arlington, it's such a process, and I, I think I might have mentioned that one, at one day before COVID, we had 90,000 people show up to help us put the reeds. Well, hold that back, Karen. I want to talk more about that when we come back after the break and, and touch more on some of the missions and how people can get involved. Right now, listeners, you can get involved. Visit wreathsacrossamerica.org. We'll be right back. Welcome back to American Warrior Radio, ladies and gentlemen. This is your host, Ben Beeler-Garcia. We're having just a wonderful talk with Karen Wooster, who is the executive director and co-founder of Wreaths Across America. I really encourage you, uh, particularly the listeners of American Warrior Radio, to support this organization. You can learn more. Visit wreathsacrossamerica.org. Karen, I was just looking at some of the other things that you're doing nationwide over the course of the year. One that jumped out at me in your pillar of honoring those that serve of your three pillars you conduct a program called Thanks a Million Campaign where you distribute IOU cars to people all over the country. Tell us more about that. Well, I think that it started, we used to we used to have them thank you cards, and they were so popular. We just provided them free to anybody that wanted a card, and it just thanked a veteran for their service. And it just for some people, it's hard for them to go up and say thank you. But when people have a card and they give it to a veteran, so we just gave them away for that interaction. And then we realized there's more conversation. They're just thanking a veteran for service is one thing, but giving them an opportunity to respond, to have that more conversation so they open up to you. So we, we developed what we call IOU cards and the things that we owe them. And I don't have one in front of me, but I know that we owe them for our freedom. And we owe them for uh, the number of other things that are printed on the card. And those are still available on the website. And I think it's just pay the postage and we send the cards out for free. But it's just such a good way. It's such an icebreaker to reach out because these veterans are such a, they're such a wealth of knowledge for us. We need to listen to them right now. They can tell us things. They've seen things. They've lived through things. They understand camaraderie. They understand uh, hard work, and they understand how we all have to work together. So anytime that we can do anything to initiate a conversation with somebody that has that kind of knowledge, that's what we're hoping those cards will do. And then coming back to the mission statement of teaching future generations, I encourage, particularly if you are a teacher out there hearing this show, uh, you do offer lesson plans that are available free of charge. Uh, they can be downloaded at wreathsacrossamerica.org to any teacher who would like to talk about or, you know, teach kids about service and, and uh, character-based learning. And then you also have a mobile education exhibit that's literally a traveling classroom, and, and anybody can request that come to their area as well by visiting reesacrossamerica.org. 
Yes, absolutely. And I want to just say about the curriculum. Curriculum was developed by a gold stand mother, retired teacher. And what she did was reach out to other organizations who have vast knowledge and resources. So she's done this in conjunction with the Medal of Honor Society, with the Ike Eisenhower Foundation, Random Acts of Kindness, the 50th Commemorative of the Vietnam War, Rosie the Riveter Group, and many others. And she's incorporated that into these lesson plans. She did come out of the public school system, so they all meet all the criteria in your public schools. And you can also find them on Teacher Pay Teacher as a free download. And I will tell you, it is it's fail and downloads are just failing out there because it is a character-based curriculum that's a little bit different than what people are seeing in their public schools. And we're so proud of that. A little bit about Cindy Tatum, that Gold Star Mom. Talk about a Gold Star mother, a Gold Star family that shows such courage and love of country. They were informed on Christmas morning of the, the loss of their son. And for them to love this country in the way that they do and make it their commitment uh, to teach the next generation, if they can do that with the sacrifices they have had, what an example for us to stand up and teach love of country to the next generation. That it, For me, that's so inspirational. And MEE, absolutely, it carries all attributes of our mission, and you can find it at ReachAcrossAmerica.org under Mobile Education Exhibit. Well, I tell you, one of my favorites, and I'm a little bit biased here as part of your education component, is Reese Across America Radio. You're embracing the future, Karen, and Reese Across America Radio is an Internet radio station that broadcasts any place people can get on a computer. And we're, we're our American Warrior Radio is very privileged. We broadcast our show twice a week. They're on Reese Across America Radio, and there's lots of just outstanding programming and I'm a big believer in the power of storytelling, and there's not just music, but there's other lots of other hosts there, um, and I encourage folks to, to check out Wreaths Across America Radio as well. We're down to just about, about five minutes, Karen. I want to talk about what people can do again. They can sponsor a wreath or two or ten. They're only $17 a wreath. You can do that at wreathsacrossamerica.org. That event this year, the date is December 16th. What is the drop-dead date this year for when people can sign up to sponsor a wreath, Karen? Is it on the 16th proper? Or? We continue to take for Arlington for some time after, right up until the date of the wreath land. But what we tell people is if you try and the truck hasn't left yet, we'll get it on the truck. If you do want to sponsor a wreath and the truck should be gone, then it rolls over to the next year. So you're for every $17 that comes in, we will place a wreath, so it's not too late. If they're like me and you've got a bunch of kids and grandkids, want to consider giving a gift to sponsoring a wreath for a family because what could be more personal than sending a family a $17 gift that says in, in honor of your family, wreath and place to honor a veteran, and have them talk about that at the dinner table over the holidays. I think that's a pretty special gift. That is. That's very nice. And then, of course, you're also always looking for volunteers now. Every I checked on your website, and folks, if you go to reeseacrossamerica.org, they've got a search function there where you can find out the, the cemeteries where these events are being held, and close to 4,000, as Karen mentioned, all across the country. I checked, Karen, every one of our markets where we have a terrestrial broadcast, there's an event taking place in or near your community. So I encourage the listeners who are hearing this to go to Reese Across America and sign up and go out and volunteer, or just, I mean, even if you just want to go there and watch, and it's such a powerful powerful experience. But then for 
maybe people listening on podcasts or some other place, Karen, where there may not be an event yet, I'd encourage them to get engaged to help sponsor or organize a ceremony near them in their community. And right. how much lead time, I, su- I have to assume, is too late for 2023? Possibly if they just wanted to do a ceremonial only, which means people are, to this day, my husband, the dear founder, donates what we call a ceremonial wreath for the ceremonies, which is a wreath for each branch of the military plus one for POWMIA. And a lot of people start their first year that way. So if you're interested in signing up for a ceremony, you can still try. I don't think we've reached the drop-dead date on that. And those reasons ship to you absolutely free to get started. And you can get signed up. If not for this year, then for next year. And I would encourage it because we will place a wreath wherever a veteran is buried. It doesn't matter if there's just a couple in your local cemetery. They can be part of what we do. And all that information is on wreathacrossamerica.org. And again, of course, lastly, folks can start a sponsorship group. This is truly a win-win. You can raise money for your local organization and uh, get more wreaths out there to honor these veterans and to educate these young people. Karen, I mentioned that my favorite part of, of participating is this is when I see the families and when I see the kids. And there's a certain age where you think th- they start to be more cognizant of what's actually happening versus, hey, we're out for a, you know a fun morning doing something in a graveyard. And I don't know what that would be, maybe 8, 9, 10. But are you seeing more of these younger generations? Have you been doing this long enough where someone's come to you and said, hey, I did this when I was 8 years old, and yeah. now I've started a company, yeah. and what can I do? Do we see kids that have started with us and have grown up and gone into the military? And I think mm-hmm. that's so important to, to understand to give kids that. And, of course, I've seen my own my own children grow up in it and how it's molded their lives that they – you know, to see, um, I'll give you a quick example. My now 15-year-old grandson, when he was probably 9 or 10, he, he came out of the womb wanting to be a Marine. He's grown up in this. But he, when he was like 9 or 10, and he was talking to his mother one day, and he goes, Mom, when I get out of the Marine Corps, and then this little kid paused and said, if I make it home. Mm-hmm. And at that moment, we realized that, yes, he got it. He already got it at that age. And that's not to frighten children, but just to make people aware. It's so easy to be flipped about our freedom. We're free. Our freedom is bought and paid for. But we have to really understand it and make them understand with kindness and love for the goodness of, of their future and for the goodness of the country. So it is a, it's a great opportunity to teach. It's a great opportunity to work together for the greater good. I couldn't agree more. And 40 seconds left, but just one quick last question. You, Karen, how long do you plan on doing this as long as there's breath in your lungs? I would say as long as my husband and I can do it, if we have a real big family, six kids, nine grandkids, and they better keep going. That's all I know. Outstanding. Well. <laughs> Thank you for sharing your thoughts with our listeners today, Karen. Don't forget, folks, to visit wreathsacrossamerica.org. It's not too late to sponsor wreath to volunteer to get engaged in just this wonderful, wonderful event. Karen, thank you so much, and have a good day. Thank you, sir. Don't forget, you can find this podcast and over 500 others at AmericanWarriorRadio.com. You've heard how important these stories are. Please, please share them with your friends and family and associates. You can also stream us on whatever your favorite platform is, if it's Apple or Spotify or Pandora, wherever it is. Just uh, share these messages. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, all policies and procedures are to remain in place. Take care.
been listening to American Warrior Radio. Archived episodes may be found at AmericanWarriorRadio.com or your favorite podcast platform.